Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween, everybody. How are you? Uh, <laughs> I hope you're doing well. Uh, how was, how was your weekend? I'm sorry. How was your Monday night? It's Tuesday. It's darts day for me. Do you have any locals coupons active right now? I think you can still use support free speech or support free speech one. How is everybody? I'm just, uh, just the titling a video quick. I thought about, um, I thought about dressing up like at, you know, seven 30 or eight o'clock this morning. I was like, all right, well, um, I should do something. And I literally have nothing. I have like an old plastic cross from dressing as a priest or something like that a million years ago. And then nothing else. Oh yeah, darts and Halloween. That is true. That is spooky. I'm dressed up as a lesbian. Yeah, that's true. Um, so the the entire uh the entire Marvel movie has leaked. Um and it is bad. It is very, very bad. It has feminist entire or the Marvel's entire movie leaks. Feminist, it has a feminist utopia planet, a sing along, and um, Brie Larson um, isn't even the star. I mean, that is. Uh, <laughs> That is, uh, that is some interesting, that is some interesting stuff, you know, I would say. I'm not kidding you. There is a feminist utopia planet where the only language that they can speak is singing. I'm not kidding you. I'm dead serious. What's not to like? Yeah, that's true. You know, feminist utopia planet uh is a uh, is a uh, <laughs> and a sing along is is pretty pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Watching Simpsons Halloween specials. I'll tell you what. One thing I like about Disney Plus is that they allow you to, um, they allow you to, uh, like just select the Halloween movies. Futurama already did that. That's right. The Amazonians, right? Death by Snoo Snoo. I don't think Futurama had Death by Snoo Snoo, did it? 
did it? You know, I don't I don't think so. There's a lot to talk about today. I'm I'm trying to cover a developing situation in this other screen. I'm furiously DMing back and forth with somebody. Um because I'm trying to get all the details. So enjoy this. I'm sure your marketing team points out how they're trying to troll you in the marketplace. Okay, I'm sure they're doing that. Can you bring this one clip? I know you were on, uh, 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 what do you call it? On, uh, uh, what was it? Bill Maher, and Bill Maher talked about the boots. I've seen you walk with these boots. Go ahead and play this clip. This on TikTok went viral. It doesn't have a million views. It doesn't have, you know, 10 million views. This thing's got 1.2 million likes. And and some people are wondering. How, what are they? I don't even, so I haven't what, seen that. What there's. They've not shown this to you. Okay, no. what they're trying to say with I don't this believe is that. that in your boots, you have heels. No, no, no. That's yeah, what they're no, trying th to say. Those are just standard off-the-rack um, <clears throat> Lucchese, um, uh, Lucchese How tall are you, books, tall are you Governor? 5'11". 5'11". Okay. Wh why don't you wear tennis shoes and dress shoes? Uh, I do wear tennis shoes when I work out. Yeah, 100%. You do? Yep. Okay. I got a gift for you. I'd love for you to wear. <laughs> okay. I shop at Ferragamo. Okay. I don't know any of these brands. Are they expensive? I don't accept gifts. I can't accept I, it. I totally get I'm it, sorry. I'm gonna... I mean, I would say that, uh, I would say that, first of all, first of all, who cares? Uh, I, I don't, I don't understand, you know, I get the meme of it. I 100% get the meme of it, all right? It's funny. Uh, la, 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 you know? Um, but the, the, unfortunately, <clears throat> what we're finding out on the, on the presidential kind of, um, the, the presidential campaign for Ron DeSantis is he has a very difficult time, apparently, you know, like being normal, like he should have just leaned into it. I mean, first of all, I think attacking the man's height is cringe and dumb. So if anybody was like calling him short and saying that was some sort of knock on his intellect, um, you know, they're the dumb ones. It shows that if, if he's wearing heels or not, um, you know, I, I think it shows uh, what I'm mostly concerned about is that he's clearly profoundly self-conscious about his height. Razorfuss wrote, even if he's rocking thigh-high Paul Stanley boots, all the man had to do was laugh about the gift like a normal human, tell a short joke, and move on. But the man is genetically incapable of a normal social interaction. I'd say, you know, I'd say, like, I, I don't, like, this bootgate thing, like, all the uh, cringe-servative commentators are all over it. 
but I think it's dumb. Like if you're worried about this man's shoes and not the fact that he would, you know, in a heartbeat, start a third war. Uh, I, I think that, you know, you can make fun of it for a little while. I think it's fine. I'm not going to be like a wet blanket about it. You know, um, Maverick, exactly. We care because it shows how insecure he actually is. I don't I think anyone's attacking him because he's short. He's being attacked for being insecure. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, we agree, bro. We agree. Like, I think it's hilarious. Um, I think the fact that he even wears lifts is is bizarre. I don't know if he's, like, committed now. Because I suppose now if he took it out, what what does he do? If he takes it out, don't you think people would notice? I think people would notice if he suddenly was like, I don't know how tall lifts, how, how, how big of a boost does a lift in a boot really give you? It can't be much more than an inch, right? That's what she said. I think that he would have been a lot more endearing if he did say that, like I identify as tall. But I, I don't think if he, what does he say? He, he said he's 5'11". I don't believe that. But like if he was, if he's 5'7", what, what difference does it make? I don't care. I've never, has, has the height of a president ever been an issue? What I'm saying is like, what I'm saying is, uh, why would somebody who ever, somebody told him to do this, right? Somebody told him that he would have to be, claims are four to six inches. That'd be a, that's a big lift. Somebody told him that his height was going to be a problem with the American people, but who, who? I mean, sure. Trump might be like, oh, little Ronnie DeSanny, you know, okay, fine. But I don't think that gets you votes. I don't think it loses you votes just because you're short. I think what loses you votes is wearing lifts. And like, even if he had got caught red handed and he said, yeah, you know what? Some staffer who's now fired told me that I had to do this. I don't know. It was stupid. Hey, Mommy Heather, thank you so much for becoming a monthly supporter. Very cool. Some focus group of grandmas. Yeah. I mean, I don't care how tall he is. I care that he's, you know, that he would be happy to get us into another world war. I'd be, you know, I'm curious about, you know, <laughs> look at Trump. What is this? <laughs> you know, it's, it's weird to me, but this is a thing. Yeah, I guess if he had done like alligator boots, that kind of stuff, something, you know, totally wild. He He's just been getting bad advice. Look at p freaking Politico. Tall people are just seen as generally better leaders on a subconscious level. I think that that's, that's fair. I think that that's fair. Um... But when you fake it, that's probably, you know, way worse. And political runs three expert shoemakers say Ron DeSantis is probably wearing height boosters. This is in the national news. 
Not not like oh Ron DeSantis says um you know Ron DeSantis says this or that about the Israel conflict or what he would do to stop addiction. This is how you know he's complete Jeremy's tall privilege is showing. <laughs> that could be true. I am six five. Um it's it's true. I am a point of privilege. I'm six five. Um, you have no idea what it's like for us, man. Let's okay. Sorry, perhaps it was a blind spot for me. I apologize. Uh, it was it was uh, forgive a please. Um, I guess I guess it's not something I ever look at. Trump cannot cannot go full out with little Ron. I mean, and then tiny D yeah, that's also bad. I mean, I think I've tried, I thought about a costume and I got to admit, I've been extremely stressed lately and like, I wanted to do it. I kept wanting to do it. And then I went to the Halloween store and, you know, to be totally honest, um, they don't make Halloween costumes for people who are six, five, 300 pounds. It doesn't exist. I could buy like a garbage bag. Or like I could go to the section where they sell tarps, like spooky background tarps, and like cut a head hole in it. I could wear that as some sort of poncho and say I'm spider webs. Um, you know, these are things that I could possibly wear. Um, my only real option would be to have like something cust custom made, you know. Uh, I could go as Lurch, but I would still need a custom suit. You know, I'm not, and when you're 6'5", you're not buying off the rack suits, especially when you're also fat. It's extremely difficult. All you need is a mask, torn overalls, and a chainsaw. I could go as, I could have probably, dude, I, oh, I could have committed. Now I feel like I missed a huge opportunity. I already have the Carhartt hoodies. I'm already tall. I already have a thinning hairline. All I would have had to do is shave my head and win as DeSantis. That would have been probably the easy one. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that for darts tonight. Like I'll I'll wear um <laughs> I'll wear that to to darts. Okay, hold on. So I made two videos of the Sins and Laws creators. This video is no longer available. If you zero for as you can see why I did not delete it. Um, he had to take the YouTube TOS class to get a strike removed before he can upload again. Okay. Um, interesting. Interesting. I gotta wear shorts. I, I do wear shorts though. Like as um as a I don't know how many other maybe this is a fat guy thing. Is this a fat guy thing? I prefer to wear shorts in almost all weather. When when it comes to like uh when it comes to um like right now it's like 30 degrees and snowing outside. I will go to darts tonight in a hoodie and shorts. Guaranteed. Um it has to be extremely cold for me to even consider pants. 
maybe this is, I think it's more so from like, I work from home thing. I'm just more comfortable in shorts. Um, but I also think it is a fat guy thing. Court, uh, <clears throat> court Adam or I'm court Adam says my good friend is five, eight. She is involved in Florida politics. There are pics of her in three inch heels and Ron is still an inch taller. So that puts her at 5'11". That puts him at 5'11", 5'12". So he probably is that tall then. Yeah, it's a fat guy thing. I think uh, I'm not an obese fat, but I'm out of shape fat, which isn't too bad, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there. So you go peanut basket. I'm literally wearing a hoodie and shorts with sandals right now, but you're also fat. Okay, so it is a fat guy thing, I think. It might be a fat guy thing. I, I just, you know, it's hot being a fat guy. And, you know, when you're also, I'll say when you're big and tall, which I really, I literally am. I do shop at the big and tall store. Like I shop at, um, what's the one called? Um, I used to buy from King size magazine. Um, but then I, I, their stuff is kind of cheap. Um, and then, so now I go to DXL, which their stuff is much nicer, except it's, it's a ripoff. It's way too expensive. Like a basic dress shirt. There's like 65 or 80 bucks. Um, they're not that nice. They're not designer, but I will say, I will say actually, um, Ralph Lauren, uh, Ralph Lauren does make a lot of big and tall stuff. That's nice. Like I have a lot of nice, like solid color Ralph Lauren dress shirts and um, they're nice and they're not like crazy expensive. They're like $85 or something. If it's like $80 for Ralph Lauren or name brand shirt, sure. But the problem is like DXL regular shirts are like 60, 70 bucks. You know, Jeremy, I wouldn't vote for DeSantis because he wasn't loyal to Trump who got him elected. Yeah, I think, um, I think um, for me, I don't know if, look, if DeSantis had run, does anybody disagree with this? You're about the same size as my husband. The struggle for clothes that fit is uh, fit and are nice is real. Yeah. I mean, sure. I could. The thing is, like, I hate Carhartt. I hate that they force their employees to get vaccinated. Okay. But Carhartt is the only reasonable hoodies that I can buy in a 3XL tall. It's a, a 3XL tall is what I like to wear. I'm getting close to 2XLT, which is nice. I'm, you know, I'm trying to lose weight, obviously. But like, uh, like Carhartt makes 3XLT hoodies and they're like 80 bucks and they last. And like, it's hard for me to even find another hoodie that fits. Like I've tried, um, the one brand I haven't tried is, um, Duluth trading. I just haven't tried one on yet, but they just fit me good. And so like when you're, I suppose this is probably true if you're like sh on the shorter side, or if you have like any non-specific body proportions, if you have like a big belly, but you're thin, like you have the, you know, the dad bod, it's hard to find like, and I also wear a size 16 to 17 shoes. So like you know, the shoe market also sucks. If you if I want to buy dress shoes, good luck. I can find dress shoes, but they're not nice. 
Chat, please take a moment to smash the Rumble button. Let's get that ratio up. Happy Halloween. Yes, I think Rumble has some new Halloween emotes. I think. I think. I'm not against Duluth. I just haven't. Uh, I just haven't. There's a Duluth store by me. Like it's 20 minutes away. I, I got to go there and try it. Anyway, let's get back to it. This story, I thought about covering it because, boy, does it feel suspicious, right? This dude, a gunman, I, I can't understate it. This guy would have killed hundreds of people. Hundreds of people and dozens of cops probably. I don't remember. Maybe you guys could tell me. Remember the time it, there was like two people. I don't know if they robbed a bank. I think they robbed a bank. But they were in like full body armor and the cops couldn't do anything against them. Like... They, I think the only way they got them is someone like snuck up behind them and shot them in like the tiny crack in their army if, armor, if I remember right. Do you guys remember that? His loadout was full body armor, multiple semi-automatic rifles, a handgun, and bombs. So his, his tactical was like flash bombs. His lethal was grenades. This guy... Yeah, the LA shootout. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Or was it a sniper? Okay. Yeah. So, like, this, I mean, think about this dude walking into a theme park, full body armor, multiple rifles. He would have killed hundreds of people. Hundreds. But for whatever reason, you know, coincidentally, he shot himself in the bathroom, okay, and wrote on the wall, I am not a killer. I just want to get into the caves. Now, people heard that, people heard that, people heard that, and they're like, what does that even mean? Blah, 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 blah. You know, this, that, and the other thing. Well, the, the, the park is called Glenwood Caverns. He, he carried all that stuff. Yeah, see, people like caves. What It was called Glenwood Caverns Adventure Park. So it, it must have caves there at the park. And like, I, Hucky, come here. I'm thinking that. You know, something he got in, by the way, he got into the park with all of that stuff. Like, yeah, it's an amusement park with a cave system. So this dude, like a lot of people are pointing out, like saying, um, like, uh, like his MK ultra programming, like, you know, he fought the programming and at the last second he decided to kill himself instead of going in there. But like, 
This is nuts. Hey, thanks, horse. Appreciate you. Yeah, big giveaway details coming later in the stream. I mean, a lot of people are saying, well, this is when your MK Ultra programming fails and all this kind of stuff. Um, so we had... Given the preparation, the amount of weapons and ordnance that he had, it was highly likely he intended to use those against the community. He chose not to. Huck cameo, I see medic. Yeah, thank you. Multiple explosive devices were found in his vehicle, police said. You know, his clothing, by the way, also had patches and emblems on it that gave the appearance of him being associated with law enforcement. Some of the suspected explosives turned out to be fakes, including several that looked like hand grenades, but others were real. I mean, he was very prepared. He would have killed hundreds of people. Hundreds. And at the last second, he decided, eh, I'll just kill myself. Like, he was, he was incredibly prepared. Why was he in the woman's bathroom? Nobody knows. He entered the park. Here's the thing, though. People are like, how did he get in? Well, he entered the park while it was closed, armed with an AR-15 and a semi-automatic handgun and explosives. Now, here's the interesting why you may not, why you might not be seeing this in the news, friends. The name of the individual was Barajas Medina. Now, there's a Trump supporter if I ever heard of one. There's a Trump, there's a Trump supporter if I ever heard one. Barajas Medina. And to be honest with you, I don't, I'm not convinced that he killed himself. You know, it's interesting to me. I'm going to say, uh, actually, I had a tweet this out. Interesting. We don't have any pictures of the man who uh, died moments before committing what would have been maybe the worst mass shooting in history. Uh, he had body armor, an AR, bombs, and more. His name was <laughs> Barajas. Wait, not that. I want to get the... Because this is the shit I'm talking about, right? It's so annoying. Copy. Copy. <laughs> I don't know anybody named Barajas Medin. It doesn't sound like uh, a very Anglo name. I thought the guy at the movie theater killed more. No, I think the biggest one is probably the Vegas shooting. I'm pretty sure. 
I forgot the A. Where is it? Interesting we don't have any pictures of the man who died moments before committing what would have been maybe the worst mass shooting in history. He had body armor and AR bombs and more. His name was Barajas Medin. Oh, it's Medina. Is that what you're saying? Is it Medina? Oh, yeah. So he was Latino probably, right? <laughs> You know, that's, uh, oh, I should say, I should say, we don't have pictures of the man who died most committing, um, and more at a theme park in Colorado. I just want to add that so people know. Um, yeah, thanks for saving me on the typo, guys. <laughs> hey, by the way, by the way, oh, I just heard Ruby get yelled at. I think Ruby uh, bit the puppy. I mean, I should say corrected the puppy. That's one of the problems um, uh, we're having. It's not a problem. It's It's natural. But... When you have two German Shepherds that are 70 and 90 pounds, the way that they play together, the way that my dogs play together is extremely rough. I don't know if you guys, um, I don't know if you guys, you know, any of you have big dogs, but um, my dogs play extremely rough. So rough that like when people watch them, they're like, are they okay? You know, like, are they okay? Um, you know, they're going so hard, blah, 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 blah. You know, the, uh, so when they correct the puppy, which is what they're supposed to do, right? Oh, Craven. I should ban you for that. Just kidding. The, um, or when they get annoyed, Right? What do they do? They go rawr, rawr. They like kind of growl and snap at them. They don't really like try to hurt them, but uh, you know. I wonder if I should do a video about it. Seems like nobody even knows about it. Seems like nobody even knows about it. You know, 200 pound massive. So, you know, like big dogs, they play rough. In fact, there's like times where I'm like, oh, I don't even want to get in the way because I'm going to get run over here. I had three GSTs at one time. They're nippy. Yeah, that's how mine are. They are. You know, and that's why they don't go to the park, to be honest with you. They used to go to the park when they were little. They're extremely nice to people. I've never had a problem with them with people. But with other dogs, if they, if you annoy them, if you, you know, jump on them or, you know, you have another dog that is nipping at you, they say, I've had enough of this. Um, 
you know, then they, you know, it's a little different. Okay. Maybe we should cover that in a standalone video then. All right, I'm going to cover it. Let's do that. If you blinked, you might have missed what I I can confidently say would have been the worst uh, mass incident in this country ever. Well, I, I guess in modern history, right? Um, if if you blinked, you missed it. Uh, an event that uh, went down at a Colorado theme park. Um, have you heard about this? Have you seen anybody in the news covering it? Curiously, no. Uh, I believe there may be several reasons for that, but the first of which is, of course, um, unfortunately for the, the the bloodthirsty news people, uh, only the per potential perpetrator uh, removed themselves from this planet. Um, but that's it. I saw one story on it. it I, I saw a, bl a blip, a blurb, almost nothing about this individual. And um, it, it's curious to me. So, you know, I don't know if this is going to go on my main YouTube channel or not, but I felt like I wanted to record it because I don't see anybody covering it. Maybe Tim Pool did. I don't know. But you had somebody in... Colorado show up at Glenwood Caverns Adventure Park. It's a theme park that has, you know, caverns and caves and things of that nature. They had full body armor, okay, uh, an AR, a sidearm, and multiple IEDs. Multiple. The level, the level of preparedness that this individual had is I, I would say close to second to none other than perhaps Las Vegas, which we'll never know what happened there, right? The, the, the body armor edition means that this person, I can, I will confidently, I can confidently say it would have been the worst disaster, uh, in, in America of this variety by orders of magnitude. It could have been hundreds of people. Okay, I don't know why nobody's covering it. Um, the individual is named Diego Barajas Medina. There's a Trump supporting name if I ever heard of one. This is just the reason this story is important uh, as maybe if you're watching along live with me, you correctly point out it shows how corrupt our media is. So this individual was found in the ladies' restroom at Glenwood Caverns Adventure Park, armed with everything I previously mentioned, including wearing body armor, tactical clothing, similar to what a SWAT member might wear, and also was wearing patches on their person to try and confuse people uh, to, into thinking he's with law enforcement. A message was written on the wall um, where the, uh, where he was saying, I am not a killer. I just want to get into the caves. Now, a lot of people say, 
what the heck does that mean? Well, it makes more sense when you actually understand the, the context. Um, and that is um, that the, the caves are part of the, part of the theme park, you know? Um, so that, you know, that's kind of that. So it's like, was this person banned from that theme park previously? And they showed up, you know, coincidentally, this is what I'm talking about. These, uh, these like incidents happen in threes. Usually this would have been number two. Um, I, you do that level of preparedness. There would have been no stopping him inside a theme park. A self-protection free zone, almost certainly. He entered the park overnight. So a lot of people say, how did he get in? Well, he took a service road to the theme park and apparently must have been waiting inside for the place to open. Now, there were no prior indications at home or at school suggesting that he was planning this incident but he did note that investigators had not concluded any in-depth interviews yet. Quote, given the preparation, given the amount of, of um, tools and ordinance he had, it seemed very highly likely he intended to use those against the community. He chose not to, allegedly. Now, I'm not saying this is true because obviously my videos go on YouTube and they go all over the place. So there's some... I think some people are pointing out that perhaps he fought the programming. I can't confirm or deny that. Um, perhaps, you know, there are many people out there that believe and believe strongly that these, these people are assets and that they're, you know, they're groomed into doing this kind of stuff. I don't know. I'm not that smart. I, I, I don't know enough about it. Okay. Um, but what I do know is they seem to always provide a pretty convenient distraction. Um, this is a 20-year-old man, Barajas Medina. By the way, not a single picture of the individual, even though everybody else's picture is all over the news almost immediately. The big question is here is, are we going to get the line? Was he known to law enforcement? Right now they're saying no. The park would likely be crowded on a fall weekend during hunting season when people go to the mountains to see the changing autumn colors. And given the park's isolated location, which, visit, which visitors only access via gondola, it would have been difficult to get any wounded even out to the hospital. This guy picked literally the best location he could have. Think about, think about you can only get there on a gondola. How exactly was, were the police going to get there to help? How was SWAT going to deploy? Sit on a gondola going one mile an hour while a guy sitting on the ground raining lead down on you as you're on a wire thing up? There's, it would have been, it, it, he clearly scouted this spot. And it was like, it would have been an absolute disaster. He would have ran out of ammo before he ran out of targets. I can almost guarantee it. And nobody's really taught, you know, like, you know, Barajas Medina was from a nearby town of Carbondale where he lived with his brother and mother. A search of his room by law enforcement found nothing to indicate uh, and had no known criminal history prior to encounters with PD. This is so different, isn't it? 
not known to local law enforcement, no run-ins with the law, no, you know, history of mental health, just a, a, uh, just a regular old American uh, going up to perhaps the most brutal of locations he could have possibly picked. And some say having a change of thought before doing it. Why was he in the woman's room? I don't know. If you're in the park after hours, you certainly could have gone into the men's room. Was this individual perhaps a trans individual? Wouldn't that be a twist? What if they identified as a woman? Wouldn't that be interesting? Wouldn't that have been an interesting twist? I wonder if we'll ever know. Now, maybe the woman's bathroom just happened to be, maybe it's a standalone building and that was the only reason he was in there. Perhaps. It's probably more likely than, you know, oh, they were definitely a trans person using the appropriate gender-affirming bathroom. But we don't know. Investigators believe the man drove up to the park on a service road. So he took a service road, snuck in, was sitting there waiting for hundreds of innocent people to pour into the theme park and just thought, eh, well, I'll just end it now. The park, which is surrounded by state-owned public land, is on a mountain above the Colorado River. Its attractions include cave tours, an alpine coaster, a pendulum swing ride. No employees or visitors were even on the scene when the men entered the park, according to a statement. Barajas Medina was found outside of restricted areas where rides are located, according to the park. The very sad and tragic incident reminds us how much our Glenwood Springs community means to us. I mean, I guess I think, you know, whatever spaghetti monster in the sky that exists out there that may have convinced him to just take himself, um... You know, I, I think I'm thankful for that. I, I'm, a, I'm extremely thankful that whatever, if his handlers got rid of him, if the spaghetti monster in the sky came down and said, you know what, bro, just, you know, the fact that he wrote the message, is the message even in his handwriting? There's so many questions about this, but no one's going to care because there aren't enough kids that it happened to, you know? It's very, very curious. I'm not saying, you know, I don't know anything for, for, to say, you know, I don't know anything for a fact. This is just speculation. I don't know why he would write, I just wanted to get into the caves. That doesn't, I mean, it makes sense for based on where he was. He had a duty belt with several uh, magazines. You know, all this kind of stuff, all this level of preparation and the fact that he quote unquote decided not to go through with it, it would have been the first time maybe. Is this the first time that anyone has ever quote unquote chickened out? By the way, again, no, they took the heroic way out in my opinion. If the two choices are, you know, Las Vegas and Colorado, I'm going to go ahead and call that Colorado guy a hero. That's fine by me. But it, it's, you know, it's, 
the whole thing stinks. I can't think of a single time in history where somebody had gone through this level, even half the level of preparation, where it just rolled up, had something, and then decided just to you know take care of themselves in the parking lot instead of going through with it. Maybe that's happened. I can't think. I can't think of one. That doesn't mean that there isn't one, but uh, I guess thank goodness that this didn't go through. And um, I don't care how he ended up to not be around uh, anymore, as long as he didn't take any innocent people with him. Be interested to hear all of your comments. I th is that too? Was that too conspiracy? Do you think that is that going to get struck on YouTube? I I I don't know. I don't feel like it would. But I don't know, man. You go think about all this. You buy body armor. People, normal people, don't have body armor. Okay. Like that's not something most people have. You buy body armor. You put it on. You make. You buy FBI or SWAT team patches. You put those on. You buy a long gun. You buy a pistol. You buy multiple magazines. You build homemade bombs. You drive on a service road. You sneak into a location that literally would be almost impossible for, to get police help. All right, I'm just saying, no, like, a, your normal non-prepper doesn't have a lot of body armor. You know? I don't mean it like in a negative... I don't mean it in like a negative... Hucky! It's, it's snowing really heavily outside right now. I don't know if you can see this. Hold on a sec. Probably screw up my camera angle, but let's... Eh. Eh. And you can't even see it because the light is, because it's not focusing. Great. Well, it is. I guess the, the real thing is the body armor, it kind of depends how good it is, right? Like, if you just have like a flak jacket or, or something like that, I don't know. All right, I take back the body armor thing. The fact that he put it on, I'll say, I think it's fine to or I think it's totally fine to own body armor. Let me just be clear about that. The um, the it, it's it stinks. Just like yeah, just like the guy in was it Uvaldi. He was supposedly dead broke working at uh, at Wendy's, but he had a freaking $6,000 kit, something like that. I take back the body armor thing, guys. Stop yelling at me. I take it back. Jack says, did you know that the Libertarian Party is now a secessionist party? There's a tweet from the National Libertarian Party to that effect yesterday. Oh, great. The, um, it'll be interesting. I think it's, I think it's interesting. 
My kid had 10k in savings worked a cheap chain store by the time he was 18. <sighs> yeah, it's not impossible. I I washed dishes. I washed dishes. I worked at office supply store. I worked in office supply store, a pizza shop, and washed dishes. And I had like probably six or seven thousand dollars in the bank. And that was back when I made I think I made like seven twenty-five or seven fifty an hour. You know, by the time I was eighteen, I had a couple grand in the bank. You know. It'd be it's 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 pretty interesting. I'll I'll think about posting that. I don't know. Did, did did Tim cover it? I think that's the big question I have. That's the, that's the big question. That's that's the big question. And yeah, I think people came up with that Uvaldi because they said what the brand was, right? It was like a high-end brand of AR, Daniel Defense or something like that. What does it matter if Tim covered it? People always say that, and I appreciate the loyalty. But it, if, if Tim covers something, people don't watch my video. You know, it's just the way it is. And the same goes for him too. If he double dips and I already covered it, people don't really watch his other video. He had two $2,500 Daniel Defense rifles. Okay, yeah, those are expensive. Again, I think like I like to stay away from the I like to stay away from the um how do I say I like to stay away from like being a hundred percent sure, but I think that this is this stinks. You know? This definitely does stink. By the way, we're gonna go through some of the some details around the $10,000 giveaway I have going on. I don't want to sub to Tim. I don't want to miss stories. Okay, maybe I'll still cover it then. All right, you guys are convincing me. I mean, I am covering it here. You know, we're all here. That's kind of the purpose of the... That's kind of the purpose of these live streams. So my goal is for the daily live streams, by the end of the year, to have a an average daily peak concurrent viewers between seven and 8,000 a day which would be about double what we're doing now. Right now, we usually hit close to 2,000 in the first hour, and then after Russell Brand ends at one o'clock, we pick up another 1,000 to 2,000. I'm actually considering moving my time slot from t noon to two uh, to one to three, because, um, you know, <laughs> Jeremy thinks that water's turning the frog's gate. It is! Um, so that I don't compete with Russell Brand. 
82,000 pages of emails where Joe Biden used a pseudonym are uncovered in court filing reveals the then vice president's staggering use of three fake names to communicate in private. Interesting. Yeah, keep this stuff on live stream so you don't have to worry about YouTube BFs. Well, that's the thing. I, I've really been diving into my analytics lately. Um, you know, my core YouTube channel viewers are are a lot less interested in like the uh, like doom and gloom and hard news and stuff like that. But you all on Rumble seem to like actually prefer it. Yeah, I think one to three. It only pushes it back an hour. You know, from one to three, I still get done with work at three o'clock. Um, it would it would matter for me if, you know, someday, someday, Rumble's gonna say the bill is due, right? <laughs> They're gonna say, hey, we've been paying you to you know do these live streams. You need to grow. So that's why I'm doing the live stream or the giveaway, trying to get people interested and know about it. Did Brand move his time slot permanently? Um, no, what happened was I think he had Jordan B. Peterson on yesterday and he might have ran over or maybe he started it a, li a little later. So, because after he ended, everyone showed up. I, I mean, I am now 100% convinced that like half of my viewers are coming from Russell Brand's stream when he ends. So, um, you know, if I start the stream, even at like 1230, we just move it back a half hour and we do 1230 to 230, you know, we'd have a bigger spot of time from, uh, you know, when I'm not competing with Russell Brand. By the way, I have Sticks Hexenhammer on next week, but it's going to be at 7 a.m. because he's over in Derpistan. Oh, he did bump it to 12. Is that normal? Did he change it to 12 permanently? Well, the thing about Russell, I don't know why he's not on time. He doesn't do it live. Russell, as far as I know, am I wrong about that? Like... Russell Brand doesn't even, he's not even live interacting with his chat, which is dumb. I, 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 I admonish you, Russell Brand, for that. If you're going to be a live streamer, then be live, homie. He's always been 12 Eastern. Yeah, so that's 11. Jack says, when you make the move, invite Russell Brand on the day of the move. I mean, that would be pretty titty. I would love to get an interview with Russell Brand. It's not that easy, you know? He is live most days. Am I wrong about that? He is live. For some reason, I thought he had always done it pre-recorded. Okay. I'm competing. You're also competing with Shapiro. When is he live? When is Shapiro? I feel like I'm feeling more like the one to three time slot is better, you know? 
He was live, but then stuff happens. He's live with his locals. Okay, 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 okay. Use the Rumble connection. I feel like I could, um, but I only want to do that once. Right now, there's a lot of other really big... Oh, Shapiro's live at 1 Eastern also. Yeah, I feel like that's the move, isn't it? I feel like we need to strongly consider moving to um, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. That's wide open, isn't it? Viva bought out mentioning to you. That's nice. Viva's a nice guy. I don't, I don't know how much I really compete with Ben Shapiro, to be honest with you. 10.30 CST and Shapiro are usually about an hour or so. Did you watch the AJW video? Uh, it's on my watch list to watch later. I just haven't yet. 1 to 3 Central. I feel like I feel like we should I feel like I should announce that with the contest. I don't necessarily think I compete with Ben though. Cat turd comes on at three. So that that's it. One to three is really the time frame. Yeah, one to three is really the, the so that's why I get such a big flux at one o'clock. Is because um Shapiro and Russell Brand N. Ultra Chase. I do remember that. I do agree with that. I don't think Ben and Jeremy's audience has a ton of overlap. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think there's some. I also think... I think that there might not be a ton of crossover. But... When Ben Shapiro's show ends, there'll be people looking for the next show to watch. So maybe instead of doing uh, 1 o'clock, I could do 12.30. So I'm already up and running. I have a few viewers um, before you know he ends his show and then people are looking for something else. You know? You leave early for Cat Turd. Yeah, that's fine. Hmm. All right. Well, maybe I won't make any major changes right now. I think I can. I don't think I really compete that hard with Ben Shapiro. I think if people, you know, people either like me or they like him, he's kind of a, a boomer con, you know, I, I don't think that we really, I don't think that we really compete that hard. That's just, that's just my opinion. Guys, have you heard 82,000 pages of emails where Joe Biden used a pseudonym uncovered? Court filings reveal that VP staggering use of three fake names to communicate in private. Guys, when I need to sleep, I sleep on my pillow. My name's Ben Shapiro, Code Shapiro. Again, Robert L. Peters, Robin Ware, J.R.P. Ware, pseudonyms used by Joe Biden. Maybe do a week with long hours that might actually be Heather. That's, that's the other thing I was talking about. I was just talking with the CEO of rumble 
And I said, maybe the better test, maybe the better test would be to continue to start at noon, but just stream till three and see if, you know, if hours two and three are just popping, then worry about, because some of it's about momentum, right? So when like people come over from Russell's stream or Ben's stream, our stream is attractive because there's already 2000 people here. They see the stream, they see there's 1,500, 2,000 people watching, so then they're more likely to want to tune in. You know? Yeah, this Joe Biden thing, I don't think anyone, I mean, who cares? Uh, Netanyahu says, no ceasefire. Boy, I had a spicy take on Twitter this morning. You guys tell me if it was if it was too spicy. I ended up deleting it because I am really trying to not do the Israel Palestine thing. I don't know enough about it, and people are just too damn emotional about it. But my thing, my 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 position is that oh god, okay. What I said in my Twitter was essentially. Um, is essentially shit or get off the pot, Israel. You keep running this PR game. You keep, you know, I'm, I keep seeing, oh, you have 300,000 reservists called up. You have tanks lined up on the border, this, that, and the other thing. I'm saying, I simply said, just do it already. Stop waiting around and posting pictures of dead babies or whatever, this, that, and the other thing while you wait for another $100 billion from U.S. taxpayers. Go handle it. There's no question in my mind that Israel has superior um, numbers and superior firepower, so just go handle your business. Why are you, you know, essentially tweeting about it? Go do it. Do it already. I'm, si I'm already sick of that. Is it, is it crazy I'm already sick of their stupid war? I already don't care about it. Oh, another night. Israel fires a few rockets as they continue to build up people along the way. Just go. Do it. Do it. All right? Go. I don't want to hear anymore about how many troops you're amassing or all the this, that, and the other about Hamas. Go. Now people say that they're trying to be more tactical. They're trying to, you know, minimize civilian deaths. I don't think they're doing a great job of that the way it is. You said get it on or don't. Yeah, that's what I said. I said just get go. Go. If this was 50 years ago, Okay, Israel would have already taken over the entire land of Palestine and killed all those people. Does anybody disagree with me? They would have displaced as many of them as they could, but they just would have conquered the area. Get to the chopper. Like, yeah, kill me, I'm here. Like, I just, I, I, I don't understand, like, I guess this is the way war is fought. 
This is the way modern war is. It's really more about PR. If Israel didn't want that land, why do they continue to settle on it? They continue to push the borders and settle and settle and settle and more, 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 more people. They clearly want to take it over. So just do it. They are dug in and underground in hives. It'll be in casually intensive effort to root them out. I 100% agree with you, Jack Burton. Great username. But let me tell you. I'm here to tell you. I don't care. That's the price of war. All right? You want to eradicate Hamas? You're going to have to break a few eggs. I don't understand the argument. Oh no, we we're you know we're trying to just bomb our way. You're not going to get to bomb your way through this war. You got to get boots on the ground and you got to go door to door just like American soldiers had to do for their fake war for George Bush senior or junior. Uh ask Jeremy, we'll see about those kind of links. The problem is someone can make Gravify link. Yeah, just no links in chat, period. You can put them in a rumble rant, but not in uh not in chat cuz I there's no way to police them. Mods have to click on everything. You know, okay, watch the numbers. Russell's finishing up. Okay, yeah, we're at 1623. Um, let's find some fun stuff. This is why Normies won't join. Yeah, I'm about to move it. So the first hour I talk about news. The second hour we get into the pointless fun stuff. I want to talk about this. I wanted to wait till we have uh, more people here to talk about it. Um... Maybe they don't have public support. Inside of Israel, I think they have near-unanimous support. They essentially have their 9-11 pass, don't they? I mean, our government keeps calling it 5911s. It was 500 9-11s that happened at the music festival. So now they can justify doing whatever the fuck they want. That's what, that's what our government did. 9-11 happened, and we got to invade Iraq and Afghanistan. Why? Because people from Saudi Arabia flew planes into our buildings. I think that's true, Mr. Civility, that they're waiting for the U.S. aid package. That's what I think, but people fucking killed me for saying that on Twitter. They were, like, extremely angry with me. A 9-11 pass as if what happened after 9-11 was justified. A sloppy sandwich. What I'm, what I'm trying to say about that is that our government used 9-11 to justify to the American people not only unprecedented infringement upon our civil liberties through the Patriot Act, but they also used it to justify invading Afghanistan and Iraq. That is what I mean when I say 9-11 pass. There was no reason we needed to be in Afghanistan or Iraq. There was no reason we needed to agree to the Patriot Act. The reason people did is because of 9-11. That is an absolute inarguable fact. That's what I mean by 9-11 pass. Not saying that it was, I guess, I'm not saying any of it's okay. I disagree with all of it. A lot of people forget 
my my bro brohemes. I was 18 when 9/11 happened, so a lot of my friends signed up for the military because of that. Not all of them came back. When I I was 18, man, there was an incredible in, a recruitment push after 9/11. I had a friend who signed up and was like so scared. Uh, by the time it was time for him to show up, he had his friends break his arm in his car because he didn't want to go. The, like the recruitment bonanza was on. That's what I mean by 9-11 pass. Unprecedented spending by our government. Unprecedented, uh, unprecedented infringements on our rights. So Brie Larson's, so Captain Marvel's entire plot leaked. Yeah, Patriot Act was already written up before 9-11. Yeah, isn't that, people don't, yeah, like 9-11 um, is our Vietnam War version and how it keeps going on and on. Yeah, nobody, like what in the fuck were we doing in Vietnam? Like people think, like I, I criticize like Israel-Palestine stuff. Bro, I'm equally... I will never vote for a president for the rest of my life that doesn't have a strict, what's the right word for it? Um, a strict no, what's the, what's the real word for it? Like no, um, a strict no, like no war policy, no intervention policy, anything that's not protecting ourselves. I, I will never vote for another president who who doesn't explicitly say that and have a track record of that um leading up to their election non-intervention thank you yes non-intervention or isolationist yeah i i that's the only person who i will vote for and if the if the candidates that are on the ballot that um uh do not i don't have that option i will write myself in that's how strongly I feel about. I am a single issue voter, non-interventionalism. Fix our border, fix our opioid crisis, fix our homeless crisis, fix our crumbling education system, fix inflation, fix gas prices, fix grocery prices, fix mortgage rates. I could go on and on and on. I'd vote libertarian, but the libertarian thing is real. Like I, I have not seen a real libertarian candidate that isn't a goofball. You know, I would, I would identify myself as a libertarian, probably, but I have not seen a libertarian candidate that's worth my vote. I'm over Trump. He's very disingenuous about the vax. Look out, Shelley. People aren't going to like that. But that's true. Does anybody remember Operation Warp Speed? I remember it. I also remember all the liberals that were like, I'm not going to get Trump's vaccine. And then the second Biden was president, they're like, everyone get the vaccine, dopes. Yemen just declared war on Israel. Does that matter? Uh, Ron Paul was not a goofball. Um, 
and I voted for him once. When was the last time he officially ran? I voted for him once. You know, I voted for him in 2012. Maybe even in 2008, too. So, yeah, I am voting Trump. Yeah, I'm still voting Trump. I feel like, you know, he has um, maybe the worst people on the planet around him, though. That's the problem. That's really the problem. Jared Kushner is a moron. He, he kept saying he was going to drain the swamp, and he, he made more. He made the swamp worse. And I'm saying that as a guy who voted for him twice already and who will vote for him a third time. Do you think Rand Paul's a goofball? No, I said I already said I don't think he's a goofball, and I said I voted for him. But I'm talking, in, there hasn't been a good libertarian candidate in 10 years. There was like that dork, what was the woman? JoJo something or other last year? Joe Jorgensen or something like that? that I did not care for her. Was that, am I remembering that name right? You know, I think Joe, was it Joe Jorgensen? I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't care for him. You know, it was not, it didn't, it didn't really, it didn't fix. It didn't, didn't really, uh, she, you know, that was a woman, right? I didn't care for her. And then the other was a libertarian candidate in 2016 that I didn't care for either. No, Rand Paul and Ron is Ron Paul's son and currently U.S. Senator. Okay, did you say Rand and did I read Raw? Oh, you said Rand and I said Ron, right? Oh, you asked about both. Yeah, yeah, no, I like them. I like them. I think that I think that he's one of the only guys that has like cons been consistent in his beliefs, right? I'll never forget. I'll never forgive Kushner for telling Trump not to join Truth So or not. I'll never forgive Kushner for, for telling Trump to not join new tech, new media. Like Trump should have been, should have made a huge statement about joining rumble and joining, um, and joining, um, what were the options then gab and parlor? I actually think was still a thing. So, I mean, I would happily vote for, you know, a Ron Paul type candidate if I had an option. Did you see, I want to just show you, I want to show you the state of the modern Marvel movie. I couldn't include this. I couldn't include this in my, in my, um, video cause it kept getting copy, copy struck or whatever. But, um, you know, I think. I think it's pretty hilarious. I think I just liked it. I don't think I retweeted it. This is a scene, a fight scene that I think could have looked cool. It could have looked cool. Well, I guess not. I think as, as it heel, heel to retweet it, I think. This is modern Marvel. Now I want you to look at the fight scene, which I actually think looks pretty cool. And then simply allow 
Oh, I wonder if it got cut. Oh, here we go. Now, I actually like them, like, moving around and, you know, this kind of stuff. But just listen to the song they chose. I don't like that name. Just wait. <laughs> this is the real music they chose. Like this, this scene here is actually cool. She disarms this guy and then gives the gun, gets the gun to the guy who doesn't have superpowers. Like it's actually, this is actually a cool sequence. Defends him. Listen to the music though. Like that's cool. I think that, like I think that's cool. Like. She uses her super stretchy punch thing, disarms the guy, chucks the gun to Nick Fury. That looked badass, I think. But this song, it's like so freaking bad. Who is this for? <laughs> like maximum girl power <laughs> and oh by the way can I point out that Nick Fury missed three shots at point blank Like, he missed three shots point blank. I mean, that, I mean, I think it is Missy Elliott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Gen Z doesn't even know who Missy Elliott is. By the way, you know, respect to her career, I think she's a rock and roll hall, and fa hall of fame artist. But this, who is this? He's got one eye, but he's had one eye. So you could argue, oh, he's only got one eye, so he loses depth perception. But I'm pretty sure if I covered one eye, I could hit a target two feet in front of me. Depth perception doesn't matter when you're aiming at a target in front of you. If you're shooting a laser beam, it doesn't matter if they're two feet in front of you or 20 feet in front of you. You would still aim the gun at the same spot. I just, I mean, and this thing's got 6,000 likes. Most people, what, here's Lofty Pixels. What the F is this music? Krigler, is this real? WTF. An interesting concept for an action scene ruined by awful music and choreography. 
no tension with unlikable leads, nothing against most of the actors, and just a whole lot of who gives an F. Also, the dumb stretchy powers would have been more fun to watch. She does use her dumb stretchy powers. The music is horrendous. This movie is, I mean, like, embarrassing. Uh, I mean, like, what is the... I mean, that, that's, that's, that's modern Marvel, folks. And the entire, the entire plot, the entire plot actually leaked yesterday. And uh, I'm not going to, like, spoil every little thing in, like, specific detail. But I will talk about one of the funniest one of the funniest parts of this. Okay. There is a planet they visit, my friends. Are you ready for this? Captain Marvel and these other two characters nobody cares about, even less. I also know what's in the post credit scenes, too. Captain Marvel and her two lesbian sidekicks, they go to a planet to save it from destruction. This sounds like a pretty stock, a pretty stock, you know, Marvel thing to do, right? Save a planet. But this planet is different, my friends. Oh, it is so different in the most beautiful of ways. This planet is a feminist utopia. Yes, that is true. It is a matriarchy where all of the men are soy-infused driveling fools. And did you, if you thought, hey, that's, that's already pretty cringe, Jeremy. I don't know if it can get more cringe than that, than that. Well, I will tell you, my friends, that it does. Because the only way that the people on this planet can communicate is by singing to each other. Which is a total, like, they're just like, well, let's let, and I think Brie Larson can sing, by the way. You know, I think she can sing. Vagina Conda. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, Jack, yeah, Mr. H reveals the entire plot. He does, yeah. I have the same sources as Mr. H. I just, I didn't want to spoil the whole movie in, in, like, detail like he did. I think he's totally fine to do that. I just, I just made a choice not to do that. I had all those details days ago, but the, they have to sing to each other. So they, they made like a, they made like a specific, they totally shoehorned in a, a weirdo reason to have a song in the movie. So now we have Marvel so desperate that they, they are turning to becoming musicals. I know, I know, I, I, yeah, Brie has an album. So yes, she is recording ours. I know. And I think Brie Larson can sing. I'm not saying that, um, you know, that she can't sing. You see all these jabronis talking shit on a movie. They likely never bought tickets to see or won't even watch on Disney plus. Well, that's true. I don't get it. How that's an insult. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I think 
I actually would disagree with you, Infernal. I actually think this is not going to be a popular take with some of my peers in like the world of covering kind of like, you know, uh, in covering Cape shit and, you know, modern, you know, modern culture or modern, you know, um, modern, you know, movies and stuff. I actually think there is a huge portion of people that spend their days consuming movie, consuming videos, talking about how Marvel is dead and, and all this kind of stuff, how it sucks, how it's, and they'll comment on every video saying they were done with Marvel after end game, all this stuff. And they still pay to see it on opening weekend. Now there are fewer of them than there were like say during the original Captain Marvel drama, right? But there is a fact that a lot of people spend a lot of time talking shit about Brie Larson movies and still go see them. So all I'm saying is at least be honest about it. You know, I think it's totally fine to dunk on a movie and still watch it. But I prefer, I prefer, I don't know, buying a ticket to see a different movie and then going and watching it in the theater if that's what you want to do. Is that a crime? I suppose. Is it like the worst crime? Like, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily the worst thing that you could do, right? If you absolutely have to see it, um, you know, buy a ticket, buy a ticket to a movie that you want to support and then go see it or stay after the movie you went to see and go see it allegedly in a video game, you know, uh, bitch about woke, but then still throw money at it. Yeah. I mean, does anybody, I mean, I don't, I mean, does anybody disagree with that? There are definitely there are definitely a lot of people who, who stopped going. I don't want to like say, well, everybody, right? Cause I know for sure I have not paid <laughs> Jerry promotes scamming Disney. Like there, I mean, I don't look, I don't have any problem with people, especially if they're already paying for Disney plus and watching when it comes out, nothing wrong with that. But I do think there's a, there's a unique, how do I say I admit, I am self-aware about this part, right? All of the, what would you call it? The kind of the movie commentators, which I am a part of, you know, the cultural commentators. Jack says, I get Disney Plus free with my cell phone plan. So if I watch it, it might be on. Yeah, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm actually sure, I'm sure that a lot of these terrible movies or mid-tier movies would probably be a lot better watched at home. Like Guardians of the Galaxy 3, I wasn't very excited about paying $15 to go see. But if I can watch it at home on streaming, make some popcorn at home, you know, make a have a mixed drink, chill it, watch it. I bet you I like it way better. I bet you it increases the score of the movie in my mind by a full half point, maybe even a full point, you know. I do think there's an interesting, how do I say this? There's an interesting conflicting interest in covering a lot of these disasters in Hollywood. 
because by doing so, we are participating in promoting the movie. You know what I mean? Like that whole bonanza, all of that, like all of the, all of the outrage and all of the stuff that happened around the first Captain Marvel, right? Admittedly, it was one of the best new subscriber booms ever for my channel. But all of that also played into why the movie made a billion dollars. You know, like we are promoting it, whether we, whether we like it or not, we're still promoting this crap. Um, it's a, and so I think you can do that. There's like, there's like covering of how terrible it is. Okay. And then there's like being Shen, Ben Shapiro and dressing up as Ken and posting and having the Daily Wire buy tickets, buy an entire theater's worth of tickets for their staff and make a whole promo event about it. I think there's that. And then there's, uh, you know, making a video dunking on it based on some interviews or articles. I think when you do like what the Daily Wire does, where they literally spend all this money and do all this PR, it's basically like they're promoting the film. If if you um you know, if you just shit on it online, I think that's a little different. That's just that's my opinion. And of course, your your mileage will vary, obviously. Ben justified that by saying he made a profit on that video. Yeah, I, I mean that's a th yeah, that's true. And he probably did. Um I I don't think I don't think Ben Shapiro making a video about the Barbie movie is dissuading anybody from actually seeing it. It's the same argument as you know, when game developers say that pirating costs them money, that's also bunk. Like, if, if you know, the, the idea that video game companies say, well, our stuff all gets uh, pirated, so we're losing all this money, when the actual reality is that, you know, people who pirate software weren't going to pay for it anyway. When I was young, hypothetically, there used to be Juarez. Remember Juarez? I don't know. You'd have to be old to remember Juarez sites. Almost everything had a virus in it, but if you were willing to deal with the viruses and get them removed and understand how to get spyware and, and malware and stuff off your computer, you could get any game you wanted the day it came out for free. But you end up playing a bunch of games that you probably weren't going to buy in the first place. Um, and, and, you know, so it doesn't really fall through. And, and right, you said, I, I, so Ben Shapiro made people go out and see it to spite him. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, so that's part of it, right? Because then the left-wing media gets to use Ben to promote the film. It's all very incestuous. Now I want to talk about... I want to talk about... a very serious issue, okay? In terms of freedom of speech... In terms of, um, in terms of, um, in terms of, you know, the open competitive markets, I have two, I think pretty important topics. Okay. 
So the first one I want to I want to show you. Um I, I actually maybe I want to do it in like in real time, but I'm going to show you this quick and then I'm going to we're going to reproduce it live on stream. Okay, so that you can see that it's it's real. So streamception here. You know, I think it's fair to want a level playing. Actually, you know what? Let's just redo it. While we talk about this, please check out my pinned tweet on Twitter. And, and if you can, leave a like and a retweet on it. Because I'm about to expose to you that Kick, uh, ViewBots, all of their viewers, and why and how Rumble does not do the same thing. Okay, Rumble does not do the same thing, and I will prove it to you. And why this is important is because every new streamer who joins a platform wants a level playing field, right? They want to be able to compete and hope that their content rises to the top. What I'm about to show you will prove that that does not, in fact, happen. And Rumble does, in fact, protect its streamers from fake, um, you know, fake bots. Let me give you an example right now, which is what I'm talking about. Here's Nick Merckx. I love Nick. Okay. I, I am not saying he's taking part in any of this. I, I got mad credit or respect for Nick. Okay. He, he averaged 8,000 viewers on, on Twitch and YouTube, eight to 9,000 viewers. Now, suddenly, he has 15,000 on kick. Suddenly, okay? Over double what his average streaming numbers were before. Okay? So let me show something to you, my friends, because I love you deeply. Look at this. We're on the homepage. By the way, I'm also going to reveal all the details of our $10,000 giveaway, which starts tomorrow, bros. I'm already accumulating prizes. Um, like I got some of this stuff, not the dog, but eh, eh. like I got that stuff. That's the Lego Rivendell set, which is like 500 bucks. A couple of other cool gaming themed um, Lego sets. Um, I have a PS5. I have a Nintendo OLED. I have a Steam Deck. I have all this stuff. Okay. So let's, I'm just going to do this in an actual video uh, because I think this is important. I don't know if it's going to pop on YouTube or not, but I think it's important. Let me get a 4090 and I'll enter the giveaway. Should I put a video card in the giveaway? Uh, Marmalin says, kick view bots is incredibly obvious. Can, some, can see some streams with 8K viewers and chat moves slower than someone with 10 viewers. I agree. Look, full disclosure, I want everyone to know that, you know, I do have a business relationship with Rumble, but I hope that you'll understand that if you look at the body of my work over the past, you know, 10 years here on YouTube, I've always been about transparency, clarity, and fairness on various platforms. I think YouTube is one of the worst. I did a video on how they're essentially trying to ban Louis Rossman, uh, Louis Rossman for uh, developing an app simply because it has an ad blocker in it. And if you haven't seen that video, you're going to want to see it. But 
This pertains to viewbotting. Now, viewbotting is essentially a way of artificially inflating your stream numbers. And a lot of people might say, why does that matter? Okay, I'll tell you why it matters. Because the more viewers you have that you are reported, you know, that you report, the higher you are in the ranking lists. There are many famous Twitch streamers who have admitted to viewbotting. Even the people over, remember the, the sweet uh, G4 TV show? Even that guy viewbotted. The point is, if you can pour a bunch of fake viewers into something, you raise higher in the rankings, right? This is just like what a lot of people say Mario Nafal does on Twitter. Then eventually, people are like, wow, this is way up really high on the list. I'm going to check out what's going on. And then eventually you can stop botting and you have all these new people that you suckered in. The problem is it creates an atmosphere that is 100% not fair. And um, I believe that new streamers would be appalled to see what Kick has in place, which is essentially um, ridiculous view botting running rampant. You know, I've talked to many people who've seen, you know, Kick streams that have thousands and thousands of viewers. And for some crazy reason, their their uh, chats have like, you know, they're they're moving like there's ten viewers in there. Well, the reason for that is, of course, view botting. Now let's just pick a category that's cut. You want to take a category of something that there's like not that many viewers in because it's hard to make it obvious when it's like uh, a large amount of streamers or a large amount of viewers. But let's pick a stream right now. This is not to, you know, impugn any of these streamers, right? It's just to, it's just to say, okay, here's a streamer. Okay. Here's somebody who's got 12 viewers. Can we see this 12 viewers right now? Watch this. I'm going to open this, right? And you know, I'm technically, well, he's down to 10 viewers now. Okay. The homepage probably updates so often, right? There are 10 viewers. Uh, I will technically be the 11th viewer, but let's just say, I don't know. I'm a disingenuous streamer and I want to make sure my stream comes up over everybody else. See, they're sorted by who's most popular, right? So if I go ahead and I'm just want to open up all these or whatever, um, and, and just see, we'll just click here, you know, we'll leave it on mute. We'll just open a bunch of tabs. And by the way, you could do this on multiple devices, multiple cell phones. Um, you know, quite frankly, you could have 100, 200, 300, 500 different windows open in a wide variety of ways, multiple cell phones, multiple, um, uh, multiple, uh, devices. See now they're, it seems like maybe they didn't like all those quick requests. Um, uh, but now look at, okay. It's going to start to go up again. This is somebody who had 10 viewers when we checked in, I would technically be the 11th, but if we just give it a little bit of time, this, you know, I will show you that these numbers will rock it up. Essentially, again, you can create a scenario after you've been in here, maybe for five or, you know, you know, three or four minutes or whatever, or maybe one or two minutes. You can look at that. Boom. 28 viewers. Did you see that? Just like that. I opened a bunch of windows and I, it almost seems like a multiplier because they were, they were at like 10 or something like that, right? They were at 10. I opened 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 windows. So that should take them to 22. And now it shows them at 28. 
So not only is it counting uh, <laughs> non-unique viewers, but it appears to be applying some sort of multiplier that makes it even bigger than the exact number. Now it shows 19 viewers. Now, this is somebody who is way down on the list. They are not likely getting, um, you know, uh, a few people. And people might say, would you be more interested in looking at a streamer you don't know just because they have 28 extra viewers? The answer is unequivocally yes. Because th in this small example, if I did this across five devices, it would take me less than 10 minutes. And instead of being buried down here with the single digit viewers, you will be up way up here. You would be in the top half of the page. The number one streamer of Fortnite only has 500 viewers. So in, in 20 minutes, I could make sure I was the number one stream inside of Fortnite. People click, I want to watch Fortnite. They see my botted stream. They click on it. It's extremely obvious, right? This, you know, this person has 587 viewers and the chat's not even moving. Now I'm not, I'm not saying that he's botting, but I'm saying it's curious and there's nothing stopping me from, you know, suddenly being at, you know, 20. Now it says 23. So it's not even, it's not even a one-to-one. -one. It's like they have a multiplier built in. They are reporting fake views, fake viewership, and they know it. Any idiot, anybody worth their salt knows. And who knows even what the limit is, bros? Maybe I could open a thousand of these windows and suddenly he would have a thousand. Look, it's 26. It's not even... It's not even a one-to-one. -one. There's some sort of multiplier in there. Now, if I refresh, right? I refresh. When they refresh this, he will be up here when they resort this page, whenever that happens. Here he is, 23 viewers. Look at that. I moved them all the way up. How many more of these do, how, you know, you know let's, see, let's see if I can get them over 50 or over 30. This is fraud. And I'm not saying that this streamer is doing it, but I'm saying that kick is allowing it in my opinion on purpose. You get like, you get how nefarious this system is, right? It's not even one-to-one. -one. It's like, it's, it's, it's absolutely increasing these viewers, which allows him to jump in the rankings. And I'm not unique, right? I'm not a unique viewer, but it sure seems easy to get. Now, I assume, I hope, you know, 25 viewers, I hope that they eventually will get them out, but it sure doesn't seem like that. Okay, so there is a limit. I'm being rate limited. <laughs> so I guess you can't do more than a million. But the fact is I can do, I can, you know, take you to a certain level. And then you find, let's say it's 10, right? And you do that on 10 different devices. 
you know, you keep going on different devices. You find the sweet spot that they don't ban you. And they, and it's, and it's like this individual. So I'm being rate limited now. Finally, I DDoSed them by accident, but you get what I'm saying. And then if you go, for example, if we do the exact same thing on a Twitch stream or on a rumble stream, for example, let's find, again, we want to find something that's like kind of smaller, right? Because it's easier. Where's gaming? Or gaming, you know, we can pick a gaming stream with, here's 23 viewers. Okay. And now I'm the 24th viewer. But it doesn't matter how many I open, it will stay at 24. Right? So, you know, ultimately, you end up in a situation with, you know, there's probably some max, you know, max limit here because I've hit it, but I tried, you know, I had opened 20 of them, but it certainly didn't have a problem with me opening up 10 of them. And if you use five different devices, 10 different devices, whatever the case is, you can just pump your numbers up, you know? I don't see this, you know, the rumble stream isn't going up exponentially or it's not, it's not giving this person an extra viewer for every, you know, time I enter the stream. Pretty curious to me. So, I mean, I think that, you know, ultimately you have some suspicious behavior some suspicious some some suspicious behavior i i don't even understand why you would have a system that would allow this now it is good to see they have some rate limit you know some rate limit but it sure seems awfully Curious to me. Awfully curious. I did this test earlier today. And I showed. Yeah, consumers just don't care about it. I guess that's true. That's why it might not go as a standard video on my channel. You know, I think it's, you'll get, so let's just give it a second. And easily put yourself 25 people kick system, you know, no matter how many times I open them. So I guess like, you know, if you, if, if you care about, you know, streaming, maybe give this tweet a like and a retweet. The guy got up to 41. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's awfully interesting. Awfully interesting.
Awfully interesting. Now on to perhaps a bigger issue. A bigger issue. So yeah, the rumble system cannot be gamed. Um, well, I mean, maybe there are ways, but it's, it's a little more complicated than just opening a window. <clears throat> All right. So if you get a chance, like and retweets this is my pin tweet on my Twitter profile. The reason this matters to me is because this is what Rumble's competing against. This perception that there's all these people on kick, but I mean, how did Nick Merckx double his stream numbers overnight? There's not more people on kick than there were on Twitch, but for some reason he has double his average today. I'm not saying Nick has anything to do with it. What I'm saying is kick looks suspicious. You use several different cell phones. You do all that kind of stuff. Exactly. So, anywho, this is perhaps the most more important topic. One thing I talk about on this channel all the time is YouTube's virtual monopoly over video content and the messaging that can get out there to people um, by having uh, authoritative algorithms their latest crackdown on ad blockers, things of that nature. And as somebody who's, you know, 90% of their income still, you know, is, is, uh, uh, relying on ad blockers. I understand why people use them. I hope that they go to coffeebrandcoffee.com and buy a bag of coffee, tea or cocoa or snacks using promo code, the quartering, um, and, uh, support me that way. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I reported on an app that, essentially destroyed YouTube's monopoly. It was called Gray J. It's not exactly super intuitive to use, but it is an app that was put together by Lewis Rossman, who uh, did all the development. Or, I mean, his company did all the development and released it. In a lot of ways, it was like a sequel to YouTube Vanced. I'm going to talk about why the app is revolutionary, why I think it's cool. Um, I'm going to remind people, I'm not paid by them. I, in fact, I'm losing money by talking about it. So buy some coffee, dang it. Promo code, the quartering coffeebrandcoffee.com. That said, YouTube has now manually reviewed his channel and given him numerous strikes for just talking about this app. They targeted him, issued him multiple manual strikes for just talking about the app. That right there, well, I hope will get you to leave a like on the video and leave a comment and get out there and share it because this is, I mean, it seems like an antitrust thing, right? So I've spoken to, uh, to Lewis through a friend and um, he said, actually, this is from Lewis, quote, I made two videos on a system that allows creators to take control of their identity and ensure against the loss of their audience in case that creator were removed from the platform. This video is no longer available. If you visit the URL for that video, you can see why I did not delete it. So he had done several videos about this app. 
um, through a company called Fudo. Now, again, don't get lost in all the the technicalities I'm talking about. The big thing is here, a YouTuber who fights for right to repair, who um, gave, first of all, users the ability to subscribe to people and not platforms, has now been persecuted and given multiple strikes, essentially one hair away from being banned because they developed an app. That is why. So when I use the app, for example, um, Gray J, it's called, I just put in the type of the creator I like. And as a creator, I have already created up. So as creators can create platforms, uh, cr can create like this trusted name. Essentially, as a, as a creator, um, I go in and say, hey, I'm the quartering, okay? Um, here are all my channels. I'm on Odyssey. I'm on Rumble. I'm on YouTube. I'm on BitChute. I'm even on my own website, right? You can watch my videos however you want through this app. I don't care, okay? Now, if I get banned off YouTube, you know, the people have the power, they can just click a button and make sure they still get my videos every single day without even if I got banned by YouTube. It'd be, it, it, you know, when somebody gets banned from YouTube or all this kind of stuff, it becomes extremely difficult to find them, right? If I got banned from YouTube, only a tiny shred of my actual viewers would take the time to come watch me on Rumble. I'm not mad about it. That's the reality. And YouTube knows this. So you are not subscribing to me when you, uh, when you uh, click that subscribe button on YouTube. You are subscribing to YouTube. So what this app did was give people the power to say, I want to subscribe to the quartering. I really don't care where his videos come from. Okay, I'll watch his videos from Odyssey. I'll watch them from Rumble. It doesn't matter. That way, if Rumble suddenly bans me, they can just click a box and say, oh, give me his videos from Odyssey. If Odyssey banned me, they can click a box and say, give me his videos from BitChute. If BitChute bans me, they can click a box and say, give me his videos from the cloud that he, ho he himself hosts, right? That is why they're scared, okay? I, I hope that I'm, I, I, this is so important that I hope that I'm, I hope that I'm being clear about how big of a deal this is. Okay, it gives the users the power to make sure they subscribe to the actual creator and the actual creator gets the power to be able to make their content available for the people that want to see it, regardless of if they were to get a platform ban, regardless of if YouTube changed the homepage, right? I just went through three months of the worst YouTube viewership I've had in years, okay? There was very clearly an algorithmic change. There were people emailing me constantly saying, bro, I can't find your videos. I haven't seen your videos in so long. I haven't seen your videos. YouTube isn't serving me any of your videos. I didn't know you were even still doing videos. There is nothing more frustrating than that as a creator. Or for example, on Twitter, uh, you know, I'll say, hey, what's on your mind or whatever? And people will be like, hey, you should cover this topic. And I'll be like, bro, I did a video on that yesterday. Nothing is more frustrating than that as a creator. I get smaller creators are not going to be pumped up about, 
you know, enabling people to watch their videos and cut out ad revenue. I understand that. Okay. But this is a new world, right? They still get to hear your ad reads if you, if you have sponsorships and you can also guilt them. Like I've done several times in this video by telling them to go to coffeebrandcoffee.com promo code, the quartering to stick it to YouTube. So he put out two videos. The first one was announcing the project which you now see the video has been removed for violating YouTube's terms of service. He then put out a second video covering more information about the app. And that video was also removed and he received strikes from what I understand for both videos. According to his communication teams, he said, uh, they said he got community guidelines strikes, plural. They went through his whole catalog of videos referencing other YouTube clients, including new pipe and striked three of his videos. So he's close to getting banned. This is a guy who I don't know personally and who doesn't pay me money and his company Futo or whatever doesn't, I have no, Lewis Rossman might actually hate me. Okay. I don't know. And I don't care. The point is, the idea of his app was to give an opportunity for people to subscribe directly to the creator. Okay. And ultimately you also have, and by the way, I suspect YouTube will strike this video down. So, you know, you know where to find me on rumble and other platforms and stuff like that. But just for talking about the app, they basically banned him off the platform. They gave him at least from what I understand, three strikes, which is what it takes to get your channel terminated. He was then so he made a tiny community post about the video getting taken down and he had to delete that too. And, you know, I think that people must understand this is a different version of right to repair, right? This is a different a different version of right to repair where we finally as creators got the opportunity to have um to have to get directly with the viewers in a centralized way to where um you know even if for example you know something happened to us we got banned from banned from a platform we could get we could still get you know out to our viewers. Now the app, again, I had some trouble figuring it out. I mean, I had to Google around a little bit and whatever. I don't even care about, you know, I don't disable ads because I want, you know, people to make money. Uh, if they, uh, you know, if they watch to, you know, if I'm watching their videos, I don't mind ads, but I come from a different, you know, I'm a creator, so I have to do that. But like, it's absolutely insane that they are now basically banning a YouTuber with 2 million subscribers. I don't think he can upload. He might not be able to upload ever again. Um, I think that, or I mean, until he goes through like strike school and all this kind of, now I'm nervous about the video I put out that covered it, but I'm still going to cover the app. So the app exists. So what? I'm allowed to talk about that. I'm allowed to talk about that. YouTube must be terrified. 
you know they're going to remove this off of the YouTube, the Google Play Store. I almost can guarantee it. Now, the video talking about it still exists on Odyssey. And there's a small section of the video, you know, where he basically alludes to the fact that the video may remove ads. And so instead of banning the app or whatever the case may be, they gave him three strikes. He may lose everything. This only proves the importance of an app like this. You know, I understand most normal everyday people aren't going to go download an extra app and go through and tech, you know, get technical and find all this stuff. But we will reach a time in, in, in society where people will do that. People will be willing to do the extra work to uh, make sure that they subscribe to the creator instead of uh, the, the platform itself, which is precisely what his app offered. And the fact that he's been essentially banned off of YouTube for talking about it is insane. No, I'm not sure what other channels he has. I'm assuming, I hope he's on, I know he's on Odyssey. I know he's had some questionable things to say about Rumble, but I sure hope he's on Rumble. Um, and like, I mean, Rumble would never have banned him. It would never have happened. Yeah, he doesn't have a Rumble page. Lewis, you should do that. And I think that you know, I think I'm still going to upload this video to YouTube. I feel like as a news, somebody who covers news, I should be 100% be able to cover. Uh, this is clearly news. Um, if if they get me, boys, um, you know, you can go coffeebrandcoffee.com. If you sign up for the cell phone thing, you'll get 10% off. But I've got 20 different flavors of coffee, butterscotch toffee, pumpkin pie, um, spiked jack-o'-lantern, Blueberry cobbler, strawberries and cream, 20, 30 different. We have K-cups, whole bean, ground. We have 15 organic teas. We have real cacao cocos, including peppermint cocoa. Promo code the quartering, say 5%. I may lose a week of revenue. So please uh, check it out. Oh, it looks like he is on Rumble. There he is. Okay, I'll follow him here on Rumble. Uh, this is very concerning. Uh, and, um, I hope that, you know, I, he has my support. I've reached out to him. I've got his number. Um, I'm going to talk to him a little bit later today. And, uh, this is absurd. YouTube needs to retract these strikes immediately. He's allowed to do this. He's allowed to talk about his product. What, what policy did he break? It's ridiculous. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. He's not allowed to talk about freaking YouTube alternatives. He gets community guideline strikes just because he talks about a YouTube alternative. Get bent. You know? You tied your income to YouTube. That's your problem. Actually, I get a paycheck from Rumble every month. YouTube, YouTube revenue is irrelevant to me. Ha-ha! I actually tied my income to coffee brand coffee. That's why I keep trying to, I keep trying to, um, I keep trying to diversify it and get, you know, more funds or more products, you know, so that I can get 
get Lewis for a Friday interview. I could do that because he he can appear in another YouTube video while he's struck, but he could appear on Rumble. That doesn't violate. So why keep putting videos on YouTube if they're so bad? Well, I'm gonna I, I I'm gonna hope that you understand. I hope that this this is a good faith question. I will answer it. I wanted to answer it with something snarky, but I will give you the benefit of the doubt. YouTube still has 90% of all viewers. It would be absolutely retarded to willingly leave YouTube. My viewers are not going to leave YouTube. The vast majority of my viewers will not suddenly leave YouTube and exclusively watch me on Rumble. That's not how it works. What you have to do is slowly move them over over time. There has been without, you know, with really no exceptions that I can think of, nobody who has simply moved platforms and brought anywhere near their actual normal viewership over to the new platform. What has to happen is I have to bully more creators into um, moving over to Rumble so that every plat- every creator that somebody wants to watch is available on Rumble so that they don't have to go back to YouTube. But the fact of the matter is YouTube still has 90%, maybe more of the video market. So, you know, you got to stay as long as you can and you hope and pray that you bring them over to somewhere else. You hope and you pray um, that you get people to support your, your, your other projects, whether it's coffeebrandcoffee.com, delicious coffee, um, or maybe, you know, an app you make or your merch or, you know, whatever the case may be. That's why you stay. Explain Ricada then. What do you mean? Nick Ricada's streams were wildly bigger on YouTube than they are on than they are on Rumble. Like it wasn't even close. What do you mean? And also understand that Nick Ricada did exactly what I'm talking about. He slowly migrated people over to Rumble over at least a year's time. Right? Over at least a year's time. He migrated people over. Um, you know, he would start his show on YouTube and solely that's exactly what Salty Cracker did for years. You know, for years, Salty Cracker has started on YouTube and moved over to Rumble. That's how you get people over. Eventually, they'd say, All right, I'll watch you on Rumble. You know. People will eventually move over. Yes, they will, but it takes forever. The reason YouTube still is 90% is because creators keep putting their videos there. Okay, sure. I mean, sure. Um, but also understand that no one creator pulling their videos is going to make anybody switch to a new platform. You're, I mean, I get it. You're being like, I think, I don't know if you're being like purposely obtuse or if you genuinely are being like emotional about it, but that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. In a in in a hypothetical, you know, Jack Mayhoffer world, wouldn't it be would it be great if I could get, you know, Geeks and Gamers, me, um, Dankula, whoever, all these mutuals, right? Everyone from the Daily Wire, if everyone just left YouTube, that would work. But that will never happen. 
So what you have to do is, uh, what you have to do is do it slowly. That's not what happened to Rakeda. He was banned, and the next night, 14K went to Rumble. Correct. He was banned, and he already had locals, and he had already been promoting Rumble for a long time. Do you not know that I've been watching Nick for a long time? Do you not know that I'm friends with Nick? I was there. I was there when he got banned. I covered his banning. He had already been streaming on Rumble. It wasn't his first stream ever. Nick and Salty's half and half format works. That's what brought me here. Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. Like that's, you know, I think that, um, I, I think that ultimately that's what I probably have to do. That's why I started doing on Fridays. Oh, by the way, Rumpel, I moved over from YouTube. I canceled all the memberships I was paying for exception Blair White because she won't come over here. And neither will officer Tatum. Yeah. They're both. That's both a very bad business decision. The problem is, here's the reality, and I've talked to these, not those people specifically, but I've talked to other big creators, okay? I've talked to other big creators, and the number one reason, the number one reason they won't even bother with Rumble is because they're already rich, and they're worried about becoming marginally less rich, which is also a complete bullshit Way to look at it. Rumble viewers are Rumble viewers. You are not losing out on YouTube viewers by having your content available on Rumble. I, I can show you my analytics. I can show you my earnings. And none of these people listen. Oh, I'm only, I'm only going to move over to Rumble if they give me a deal. I've heard that multiple times from, from not only um, you know, free speech activist creators, but people who also have been banned before people who have been banned multiple times, tell me, have said to me with a straight flipping face, a straight face. They have told me that Jeremy, I won't move over to rumble unless they pay me. It's so heartbreaking. I was on Rumble since day one. The reason I got a contract with Rumble is because they could see that I gave a shit about the platform. You guys have seen it when I do my live streams. Didn't you see me bully? I bullied Rusty Cage. He has millions of subscribers on YouTube. I got him to create a Rumble page. I bullied Epic Meal Time to do it. <coughs> I've got a track record of recruiting to this platform. And when my own friends tell me they won't come to the platform, they won't even bother mirroring their content without saying I need to get paid. It's disgusting. It's rooted in this completely brain dead position of fear that keeps YouTube in control. They think that if they put, if they simply make their videos available to the millions of people on Rumble, that they will somehow lose money from all the people who are on YouTube and refuse to and refuse to leave. That's not how it works. By the way, I got Roseanne on Rumble too. I'm the one that facilitated that directly between Roseanne and the CEO of Rumble. I also did that. And by the way, I don't get paid for that. <laughs> 
Okay, Sloppy, I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate you. That's why I try to answer in good faith, Sloppy Joe Sandwich. I know you've been in chat for a long time. That's why I was like, okay, he's probably not being a dick about it, you know? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. These are creators that are constantly bitching about being shadow banned and being demonetized and being, um, getting unfair YouTube strikes. And I say, come to me, baby. I, I can connect you with the flipping CEO of the company. I can make sure your video content is featured prominently on the homepage and they still won't do it. Because they're afraid of losing $7 a month in ad revenue. That's all. I mean, I lost nothing when I moved to Rumble. Nothing. I didn't lose any subscribers. I didn't lose any money. The reason I lost money over the last three months is because of the writer's strike. Look at my videos the last two days. There's been some Hollywood cringe and I'm right back where I used to be. Having videos of 100 to 200,000 plus views. And oh, by the way, my Rumble channel, you know, on my VODs, which Rumble is not a great platform for VODs, <laughs> but they routinely are averaging between 10 and 20,000 views. My videos didn't go, by, go down by 20,000 views on YouTube. These are new people. This is what I try to tell these people all the time. They don't flip and listen. But I want to get my deal. I want my deal. I want a deal to come over there. Man, you think they you think they're going to give you a deal? You didn't even fucking show up. You don't even have a page here. Why would they pay you? The days of people getting paid to come to Rumble are done. I I assure you. They don't need to. There's not a single platform that has the freedom that they do. That Rumble says Rumble won't load in the middle of nowhere on mobile phones. I need them to lower their streaming megabytes for us peasants with bad reception. I agree. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot that needs to change about Rumble that improves, but they're doing it. They just can't do it every, you know, it's every day, you know? That's where I'm going to wrap it up because I have several... um several standalone videos to do. But I'm going to put a link to Coffee Brand Coffee in the chat. I sincerely hope you'll go to coffeebrandcoffee.com today, even right now. Go check out, just go check out the reviews. Give me a chance to earn your, your business. We roast all of our coffee fresh on demand. We're actually, you know, we have actual employees. We're not some bullshit drop shipping thing. We've got 30 different coffees. <clears throat> we've got K-Cups. We've got teas. We've got Cocos. We've got cold brew. If you don't like any of that, we've got premium snacks. You know, buttery toffee peanut bombs. You know, we've got saltwater taffy, spicy and sweet treat mix. I've got all sorts of stuff. So I hope that you'll, you'll check out coffeebrandcoffee.com right now. Promo code the quartering. And, and give me a support. I would, I would greatly appreciate I would rather you pick up some coffee, tea, or cocoa, give it a try, than ever rumble rant or anything like that. Because I believe in my product. 
And so with that, I'm going to get editing all of my standalone videos for the day. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all. We'll be live. Oh, I have a guest tomorrow. Do you want to know who my guest is? Oh, no, wait. Tomorrow's Wednesday. Tomorrow's regular show. Thursday and Friday, I have guests this week. On Thursday, I have Ryan Cannell. And then on Friday, I have Tim Young. Then next week, I have Jordan Shatchel and Mark Dice. So I have absolutely stacked schedule. Eric July, Alex from Predator Poachers, Dave Landau, Nick Ricada. I'm stacked, baby. We're going to guest shows twice a week. Don't forget the big $10,000 giveaway starts tomorrow. Well, all the details will reveal tomorrow. Probably start on Friday. UK shipping remains the bane of my existence. But I'll see you all tomorrow. Be here at noon. Appreciate you. Thank you.